Welcome to the Home Care Network podcast. In our podcast, we're bringing various guests discussing relative business matters that's concerning the operations of your home care business. Our guests will include fellow business owners, home care and healthcare specialists, service providers, and a wider range of business mentors and coaches. Be free to share the podcast within your network and to scroll through our channel for more content that is relative to you. Join us. We are networking today as we build for your tomorrow. It is always a pleasure to be here with our Home Care Biz Advisors family. Um, always trying to share some knowledge, information and resources to you all. And today we have our guest, um, Bradley George of the George Agency located out in South Carolina. And Bradley is here to talk to us about employee slash employer insurance. And it's one of those areas, right, Bradley, that is, okay, do I need it? Do I not need it? Um, no, I'm just a small agency. I can't afford it. Um, so there's always those questions that come around. Bradley, thank you so very much for being here. Welcome. Oh, yeah. Thank you, Yvette. Uh, super excited to be here. Thank you for the opportunity. It's uh, my second time speaking, so uh, glad Absolutely. to get the invite back. My first opening is to say, is it actually mandated, Bradley? Yeah, that's that's a great question. So the law is still in force that you do have to offer health insurance to your employees if you're over 50 full-time equivalents. And Yvette, 50 full-time equivalents is a combination of your full-time employees and your part-time employees. So um, once you meet that 50 mark, that is when by law you're required to start offering insurance and pay a decent portion of that insurance and not charging the employee more than a certain percentage of their income. Right, so that 50 right. full-time equivalent mark. There, there are so many dynamics. There's so many requirements. I mean, I know when we've worked with you before, Bradley, is that, you know, I'm pulling my hair out, right? Like, how do I even calculate, you know, these averages and so forth and what have you, you know? Um, and I know there's documentation that you have to have in place. So leading with three questions. Is this a state-by-state -state requirement in having health insurance? Um, it's a federal requirement of the 50 full-time equivalent. So from an employer standpoint of that, it's a federal federal requirement nationwide. Once you're over 50 full-time equivalents, you have to offer health insurance and pay a certain percentage. From a consumer standpoint, from, an, from maybe you're one of your employees or yourself, they did get rid of the mandate where you have to have insurance as an individual. So there's no penalty on your taxes anymore for not having health insurance. But from an employer side, it's still that 50 full-time equivalents across the country. So for those employers that do not meet that requirement, is it a case of, okay, I don't meet that requirement, so let me just carry on with you know business as usual, or is there some kind of process that I have to go through to prove my ineligibility? Right. Um, you know, it's, it's really that, 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 complete statement of the 50. It's, you know, if you're at 30, if you're at 20, once you're getting close to that 50 mark, I would start, you know, consulting with your accountant on whether you're, whether you're at that 50 mark, but while you're below that 50, you're sitting the day at 20 employees or five employees or 10 employees. I think that's when you start thinking, do I offer benefits as a possible recruitment tool to grow my agency, to retain key employees? 
So I think if you're well below the 50 mark, I wouldn't be so worried about a federal mandate, but more worried about recruitment tools for future employees and retaining current employees. Makes sense, makes sense. So, so let us just delve directly into your presentation. So today's topic is going to be, I would say, um, the next level from our original topic is um, our original presentation is obtaining health insurance for your employees. So if you're sitting there at 10 employees or 15, and you've had your employees ask, um, this is going to be kind of a quick walkthrough um, on, on how you're going to face this. So tonight's agenda, the agenda real quick, we're going to go over my bio, items needed to obtain pricing. Um, basic requirements on implementing a group plan. And something I'm really excited about, the individual coverage HRA called ICRA and ICRA versus a traditional group plan. So those are the quick agenda items we're gonna go through. Um, just sure. quick about myself, um, graduated from the University of South Carolina in 2014, then got my master's at Francis Marion University. Um, joined our agency in 2014. My dad started our agency in 1983. so have been doing this for seven years and, and certainly enjoy it. Uh, consult with businesses from two employees to 300 um, and also individuals wow. and, and individuals. And, you know, I think Yvette, you had um, an employee that went to Medicare over the last year. So we also work with those folks. Um, That's correct. One, one important piece is um, I'm fortunate to serve as treasurer for our state association of health underwriters. So, I know there may be some folks attending tonight that are in a different state other than South Carolina. Um, our state association reaches all the way to California. So if there are any specific state questions or things like that, I can certainly get you in good hands of a trusted advisor in Texas or Michigan or wherever. Um, and and uh, certainly in my free time, I enjoy watching football, basketball, playing some golf and, and trying to stay in shape the best I can. <laughs> That's get the PS of the bio. Yeah. So, you know, if you're sitting there just saying, I don't even know how to get into offering my employees coverages, you know, I, I don't even know what that entails. So it's actually a pretty simple process. Once you find a trusted advisor that you want to work with, um, this is really all that is needed to get the ball rolling it is a basic census of your employees names, date of birth, zip code of residence. Some carriers discriminate on whether or not you use tobacco. And then if any employees have expressed any interest in dependents looking to obtain coverage. So a lot of employers I've talked to are very overwhelmed with even starting the process. But if you just want to look at numbers to see how you can make it happen, it's, it's no medical applications for your employees or anything like that. It, it should be stuff that you even have in QuickBooks or something that you can pull without even, and without the employees know that you're looking at doing something. So and it's let me a, ask a question on that, um, Brad. Uh, we mm -hmm. talked about, you know, calculating the average 30 hours mm -hmm. um, to be eligible. Mm -hmm. Is that based over a certain period of time or is that just, oh, and there's the last paycheck at the, at the point of application? Yeah, it's based over a certain amount of time. There's a look back period where you can you can look and calculate that. Because, you know, I, I live near Myrtle Beach and um, if anyone's been to Myrtle Beach, it's a very uh, tourist place. So. We work with hotels and we work with restaurants where may have seasonal employees. So there's certain caveats to that on whether or not someone's also a seasonal employee. But typically it's 130 hours a month is the average. So if someone goes 35 one week, but 22 the next, the rule of thumb is if someone averages around 130 hours a month would okay. be the, the easiest way I can explain that. And so if someone has- number down. 
Yeah, yeah, 130 hours. And if someone has seasonal employees, there's another special formula for that. Um, if you have seasonal employees, but I don't know um, with you guys' business how that would affect you. But uh, that 130 hours is the is the magic button there of that on that. That's a great question. Perfect. Perfect. Um, basic requirements on implementing a group plan. So if once you get the numbers back and you're thinking about doing something, the biggest thing I talk with employers about is there are participation requirements when it comes to a group plan. Most carriers want somewhere between 70 and 75 percent participation of all full-time employees after valid waivers. And I'll just use an easy example is we have a client that has 10 employees. Um, three of those employees either have coverage through their spouse or the government through Medicare. So that knocks it down to seven eligible employees. And we would need 70% of that seven, not of that 10. So it's very important that when you talk about implementing benefits, participation with businesses is a very, very key thing. And then secondly is what does my business have to contribute? If, if you're under the 50 mark, most plans require you to contribute at least 50% of the premium. So if my premium is $300, your business would need to at least contribute 50% of that. That's You can contribute 100 if you would like, or 70 or 80, but the benchmark is 50%. So let me um, just let me just interject there, okay, being a, a new owner, 50%, I've got to contribute 50%. What if I cannot contribute 50%? Again, does that come under the under the umbrellas of a requirement? Yeah, that would be a requirement for a plan. And Yvette, that's kind of a great segue to my next couple slides about the ICRA product. The, the ICRA product is brand new that I'll get into, but it gives a little bit more flexibility with that participation and with that, and with that contribution amount. So from a standard group plan, they're going to require at least 50%. But when we get into that ICRA product here shortly, that's going to give the business owners a lot more flexibility with their participation and contributions. Okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. I'm looking forward to hearing about that. Absolutely. Um, one key part is 1099 employees are not eligible for the group plan. So, um, not if you not sure if you business owners work with many 1099 employees, but that would not count as an eligible employee. And uh, I, I faced this a couple of years ago. A child can stay on until they're 26 years old. So that's a, I get questioned, my child's a student, they're in grad school, that is, there's, that's out the window, it's 26 years old. So once a child turns 26, they're no longer eligible to be a dependent on your plan. And right, right, I, right. And I, I believe last time I was asked, is there any administrative costs or anything like that? For a basic group plan, there isn't any administrative cost. It's just that premium, whether it's with a United Healthcare or a Blue Cross or a Cigna Aetna, that's the only cost from a standard group plan. You would just pay that premium. So there's no admin cost to the agent, to the broker or anything like that. Right. And and again, let me interject and I'm pulling some of abstracting some of these points out just so that I can re-emphasize it to our owners here. So we talked about, you know, having the children on the plan. And again, it's one of those areas that as an employer, um, you can choose whether it's you're just providing single coverage, family coverage, um, or, or any of that, those variables. Is that correct, Bradley? Yeah, and the key thing about that is you have to contribute 50% of the employee's premium. So if, if I work for a vet and I wanted to add my child, 
there's no requirements for her to contribute any premium amount for my child. Correct. So that, that, yeah, just the employee. So that's a great point. Dependents can be added, but it would be at the cost of the employee. The basic requirements after going through that, um, I'm excited to get to our uh, next topic, individual coverage, HRA. Um, for folks that's, you know, HRA is the, it's called a healthcare reimbursement arrangement. And we call this product ICRA, I-C-H-A-R-A. So this was actually a new product that was introduced in January of 2020. Uh, we're proud to say that we're the leader in South Carolina with this product in our state. We've really taken off and ran with it because we have a heart for, as it were a small business, find the best vehicle for a small business. Really to kind of, I can see the points on the slide, but what this product does is it allows small businesses or large businesses to pay for an individual's individual health insurance premium. So for example, Pat, several years ago, a lot of small businesses would say, listen, you know, I don't provide group health insurance, but I'm gonna give you an extra $300 in your salary or hourly rate for you to go out and buy your own. Well, that $300 is going to be taxed on that employee and that employee is only going to take home, let's just say $215. Then if you notice your payroll taxes, they're going to increase as well with that extra $300 contribution. So now through this HRA called ICRA, Individual Coverage HRA, you can actually reimburse your employees health insurance premiums tax-free to the employee. And it's also an expense for the company. So it's a win-win. Um, and the good thing about this is it's not tied to any size business where you have two employees, you have 20 employees, it's not tied. So it's a, it's a great, great thing that we're excited about and introducing to our clients. So how does That's it work? Great. Yeah, it's, it's a product we're excited about. And I think you business owners are like this. How does it work? The employee sets the reimbursement amount and when they want it to be effective. So, a vet, there's no 50%, there's no 60%, there's no 70%. Wow. The employee, if they feel comfortable, they can do it $100 per employee. They can do $200, they can do a percentage. They control what they want to do. And even better, we have a lot of groups that break it up into classes. Well, let's say I want to give my out my salaried employees. And most times salaried employees are those key employees. Maybe they have a management position. You want to give them $300 a month while I'm only going to give my hourly employees $150. You can even break it up into that. And if you have a business that has different locations across the state or between state lines, you can do it different like that and even part-time and full-time. So the first step is the employer decides what amount they're going to reimburse. And if they're going to reimburse to different classes like a seasonal, the salary or hourly, and when they want it to make it effective, whether that's May 1st, January 1st or whenever. Technically, technically, mm. I have an employee, right? I mm. can pay this one-time fee, mm. and it's technically a benefit, right? That's right. But not the right. traditional benefit that I have to pay right. 50%, which I might shy away from. And the That's reason right. I'm just really going over this, and for those of us who are here and they're listening, guys, we can use this as leverage. You can use this and say, hey, look, you know, we here at this agency that we are offering benefits, okay? Mm -hmm. It's a capped amount, it's a bundle amount 
that you can have as an individual coverage for your for your um for your employee um but you don't necessarily have to and 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 tell me if i'm going off i'm a little bit excited here brad i gotta yeah, be honest yeah right now, it, a lot of people call it a vet the the 401k of health insurance it, it's it's flexible i it, it, love it that you can set the amount um, and the employee can take it or leave it. There's, I'm going to get into it, but there's no participation requirements. So if you have 20 employee and one employee only finds it a fit for them, that's fine. We don't need the 70% that I mentioned earlier. So there's no participation um, and it's, it's, it's a great product. And there are some cons like anything, but they're, they're very few that I'll get in. I have a slide that's going to break down a traditional group plan compared to this. Um, but it's certainly, as a small business owner myself, it certainly makes sense. Um, and like Yvette said, I love the word leverage that she used, that this is an employee benefit that you can offer when you're recruiting employees. Say, listen, I'm giving you $300 a month to go purchase any type of policy that you want. It's going to be tax-free to you. And then and then as a business owner, that's going to be an expense. So it's, right. um, yeah. it, it's, it's really been a home run for our agency and for our clients. You got me excited uh, on the ICRA, so let, let's, yeah. let's see what else comes with that. Yeah, so after the employer sets the amount, um, then the employee decides whether or not they want to enroll in a plan. And, uh, you know, advisor like our agency, we sit down with the employees like we would on a group plan and advise them on which plan they would like. And the neat thing about this is the individual picks the plan. They can pick a bronze plan, a silver plan, a gold plan. It's their choice. So if, and, and that should be rewarding or uh, not rewarding, but that should take a burden off the employer because whether you've worked for somebody or offered benefits, someone's all the time saying, man, I don't like this plan. You know, a vet's put me on this plan. I don't like it. Well, with ICRA, the employee you picks have the choice. Wow. Yeah, they have, they have the choice. And, you know, if you're sitting here like myself, think I'm invincible, a 29 year old, I may go to a bronze plan while someone that's maybe having an upcoming procedure has the option to go to a gold plan. So it's, it's extremely, extremely flexible for the employee. Um, and, you know, advisors like myself sit down with them and help. So they're just not out in the wilderness trying to find the best plan for them. And to kind of tie all this together, here's a quick breakdown between a traditional group plan and ICRA. So the participation no requirements so you can have like i said earlier 20 person 20 employee group and only one person elects that's fine on a group plan we have that 70 percent after waivers another positive for the icra i'm speaking for south carolina but to, uh, my colleagues across the country have agreed with this typically the icra individual premiums in south carolina they're around 20 percent cheaper so the group plan rates are going to be more expensive Another positive for the ICRA is there's no contribution requirements. Like Yvette said, that 50%, in my mind, the insurance company is setting the bottom line for your business because you're contributing 50% of the premium. With ICRA, you set the bottom line and you establish what you want to contribute, whether two, 300, a percentage. So that's another check for ICRA. Um, plan selection, the employee makes the decision under ICRA while on the group plan, our, our you know, whether it's HR or the president of the company, they decide what plan they're going to offer. Um, two, you know, I, I, I've spoken so highly on ICRA. Here would be two negatives of it, as everything in life does have a positive and negative to it. Um, ICRA on the provider network. Typically, 
the individual plans have a smaller provider network than the group plan. I'll give you a South Carolina example. In the state of South Carolina, the individual plans only stay in South Carolina. You can't travel. So if someone on ICRA in the state of South Carolina wanted to go to Texas, wanted to go to Duke, wanted to go to John Hopkins, they could not. They'd have to stay in South Carolina compared to the group plan where they could travel. So that's something we definitely consult when we consult with our clients that we make known. Um, admin cost, there is a $25 per month admin for the ICRA to run that HRA. While I mentioned earlier on the group plan, there is no admin cost. So those bottom two points would, in my mind, be the negatives on ICRA, while the top four would be positives compared to a group plan. So my question is, Bradley George, how comes you have me on a group plan right now, sir? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, and I think that now remember of that what I mentioned about the travel network with the with the ICRA we can only stay in the state of South Carolina. I, so, I know, I know, I know, yeah. and I need to have it everywhere that I go. So no, I'm, right. just, I'm just messing with you. I'm busting your <laughs> That's right. That's right. That is great, great information. And like you said, you know, when you look at it in you know light of day. And, and yes, you know, there's going to be, you know, pros and cons in, in anything. Um, but again, it's, it's something to consider and there is options there now for the employer. That's right. And Yvette, what we found in our agency is, and I think it could relate with a lot of folks on this uh, call tonight, but it's been a really good fit with new businesses where, you know, you, you're setting the rules. It's very easy to set up. It's a start to recruit employees. and. We've really noticed for businesses that have been in business for 35 years that are never offering benefits, that now they're offering benefits due to this new vehicle. Right. So it's it's been extremely um, a great product to work with and rewarding for our clients. Right. You know, and, and what we have to do right now, Bradley, and I'm, and I'm glad this was part of our presentation today, is really mm. hone in on that and, and provide our, you know, our owners, you know, more education about how this really can be implemented into their practice, whether they have one employee or they've got, you know, 99 employees. That's right. Um, because right now in our industry, we are suffering from employee shortage. Um, you know, caregiver shortage. We are, you know, fighting against employee retention. Um, and those are the things, you know, the benefits are the things that people are looking for. But on the flip side, the employer is struggling with because, you know, every penny counts. That's right. That's right. And and again, whether you're sitting out there in Kentucky or Mississippi, uh, I would, you know, if you're thinking about doing something like this, is is get an advisor or agency that you trust. And and as a business owner myself, like I said on that open slide, you can you can gather the information without causing a lot of um, causing a lot of things to raise up in the office, so to speak, where, where people start thinking about that. You can actually as a business owner look down and look at the numbers and see at this time is it viable for your business. So it's uh, it's, it's definitely been a good product and uh, here to here to answer any questions that anybody may have. I don't want to take up too much of y'all's time with that, but um, right. hopefully everybody found this extremely helpful. <laughs> and, and we do have one of our members, Crystal. She's actually one of our prime members, masterclass members out right. in New Mexico. And she just said that, you know, Horizon Blue Cross Blue Shield is an amazing organization um, and it's general and, and in general overall. And it's a, it's a great plan to be in. Great. And, and that's a great point, Crystal. These The Blue Crosses, and again, everybody has positive and negative experiences, but the Blue Crosses in each state are in that state. And 
they're 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 boots on the ground you may go to church you may go to school they're with their employees while other carriers are national carriers that you may be speaking with and you know in a different state so that's a great point um, we have a great relationship with our blue cross in south carolina um, and when you call someone their chances are they're an hour down the road or they know who the providers are and such things so that's a great point for us right bradley thank you so very much as always i'm going to be in touch with you probably tomorrow yeah. Um, yes, ma'am. Um, I've got some people that I want to consider in the ICRA. Yeah. Um, so for me personally, I'm all in. I'm <laughs> I'm in. Um, Thank you. Thank so, you. So let's talk some more about that yeah. most definitely for our agency. Yes, Guys, anybody who is here and they're listening, whoever's going to be seeing the repeats and the recordings of this information, again, use this as leverage. You know, um, we're bringing um, professionals such as Bradley onto our show just to give you just some other options, some insights, some education, some resources. So please tap into it. Tap into it. You know, don't sit on the fence. Reach out. You're going to need it at some point. So um, again, thank you so very much, Bradley, for being with us today. Yes, um, ma'am. We are going to most definitely be having you on again. Um, yeah. let's, let's do something with our prime members. Um, and look out for my call tomorrow. <laughs> All right. Well, I certainly appreciate it. Appreciate y'all letting me be on tonight. Y'all have a good one. Thank you so very much. Bye-bye.